Good afternoon, everyone. Is your lunch delicious? <laughs> How many of you were at the concert Saturday night? Oh, quite a few of you. Thank you for coming out. Well, for those of you who weren't able to be there, uh, Josh and I are going to be sharing our testimony today of how God has led us um, individually and as well as together. But I just want to begin again with a word of prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that um, you restore us and you deliver us and you want nothing but the best for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for your love and for your mercy, and may you be lifted up in all things today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, my name is Jackie Cunningham, and I come from the very cool town of Fresno. Any Central California folks in here? A few, okay, awesome. I was raised in a, in a loving Filipino family, and you know, I was a typical Christian, good Christian Filipino kid with my sister and brother. We were homeschooled at first, and we traveled all around California because my, um, my parents owned a nursing registry. But we traveled all around California also singing together. My mom started me at the age of three and a half to play the piano. And it was pretty cool, but it was funny because sometimes we'd be referred to as like the Filipino sound of music. <laughs> you know, you'd see us all brown little kids up there with our, with our instruments and singing and acting and doing whatever it was in church just to bring people closer to Jesus. You know, when I was younger, um, I was just very innocent and just very uh, accepting of everything around me and always smiling. I had always a smile on my face, but it was interesting because Satan knew that I had this heart that was full of love to give to people, um, but he also knew that I had this deep insecurity as well. When I was younger, at the age of six, my innocence was stolen from me, and, and also at the age of 17. And as a result of that, those traumatic experiences, I started making decisions that were really detrimental to my future. You know, society and the world tells you that you have to look this way, or you have to do things this way, or you have to conform to whatever it is that you're in so that you'll be loved and accepted. You know, women, we have this thing where, I don't know, I can't speak for all women, but for me, I used to feel validated by if a guy told me I was pretty, or if a guy told me that they loved me, or whatever. Have, has anyone felt that way before, where you just feel validation from superficial things that are not grounded in Christ. And I remember just going through all these experiences and thinking, man, this is not the way. I don't feel like this is, this is the end. You know, this is the answer to life. And I was still serving in church, you know. I was still going through the motions of being involved in music and being a youth leader, doing all these things. But it was just a facade because inside, I didn't know what my deepest tr 
truest identity was in Christ. And I think that's very important for all of us here, especially, you know, we've been talking about relationships. Pastor Anil has been sharing from the Word of God um, those principles. And I was confused in my head. And I was starting to buy into those lies, you know. Since my innocence was stolen from me, I thought, what else do I have to give? What else do I have to give, like, to my husband? Sorry. It's like the Oprah show. What else do I, what else can I offer? But you know what? It's been a while since I've cried. (laughs) He's usually the crier. (laughs) I use humor when I'm nervous. Um, That God restores us and that Jesus, Jesus can relate to all those feelings of abandonment, feeling forsaken, feeling rejected, feeling physically violated by those that he created. And not to discount our own stories, but it's, um, it's hopeful to see that Jesus went through all those things and that he can relate with us. Amen? He could relate with us and he came down, love came down to bring restoration. Love came down breaking that shame. Love came down, grace freely given, death for one man, life for all. Love came down. And this song is entitled Love Came Down, and it was inspired by my journey through life, and as well as, I don't know if you guys keep up with the news, I know you're busy with school, but um, there were some three young ladies back east that were kidnapped for 10 years, Amanda Berry, I don't know if you guys remember the story, and I was just relating with them, you know, their innocence and time was lost, but God said that he will restore the years that the locusts have eaten, amen? Amen? And there's always hope. There's always hope in Jesus. Amen. Well, just for those of you who weren't at the concert the other night, just briefly, uh, my background was that I was raised in a a Christian home, a Seventh-day Adventist Christian home, and uh, I never really had a strong connection with God as a child. And Jackie was just talking about gaining your identity from from various things that the world tells you is going to give you purpose and meaning and identity. And for me, uh, once I got to my teenage years, music became that thing. And um, I started playing in bands, in bars and pubs and places around my hometown where I wasn't legally old enough to be in those places, but I was up on stage playing guitar. And, you know, you can imagine for a teenage kid, that's a pretty cool thing to do. And a lot of my friends thought that was cool. So that was where I got my meaning and my purpose, my identity, my whole uh, self-image from. And... You can imagine that if that's the basis of those things for a person, then your choices with relationships are going to be pretty dysfunctional and pretty broken as well. I got in a band that became um, popular and successful, and uh, I, I just drifted away from God. As I said, music became my God, and it became everything for me. It was what I worshipped, and uh, during those years... Um, 
I had several relationships, some long-term and some, you know, rather brief as well. And uh, I guess I would have really appreciated having a bit of a foundation in some of the things that we've been learning that Anil's been sharing with us uh, this this past week uh, or two weeks. But uh, I didn't. And uh, so I, I was kind of making bad choices, just as Jackie has described in her experience as well. And... Um, through this time, my parents were praying for me because they had raised me to uh, uh, to love the Lord, but um, for whatever reason, I just didn't have that connection. And so they were praying that God would send people into my path to witness to me, and that's exactly what happened. I, I was having these random encounters with people one after the other over the course of a couple of years. And eventually I got, um, well, the, the kind of... The final one of these chance encounters was with, with a young lady who was a, a very fine Christian girl, and she witnessed to me in a very in, intentional way. And uh, it was just the, the powerful nature of, of that experience um, that made me realize God was trying to reach out to me and draw me into a relationship with him. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the only relationship that I was drawn into as a result of that chance encounter. And uh, this young lady and I, we actually um, got in a relationship shortly after that. Um, I think it's really important. You know, we've been talking about... <clears throat> from a perspective uh, of people that are maybe intentionally looking for relationship, intentionally looking you know, for a, a potential spouse. Um, but I think that there is a relationship that needs to be solid uh, initially before you even start thinking about these things. And that's the relationship with God. You know, I was a very new Christian and I didn't really have a foundation. It was just this amazing... I mean, those who have, who have been converted know what it's like. It literally is like a, a falling in love... Um, an incredibly powerful experience. Yet I didn't have a deep foundation of my relationship with God. I needed to grow in that. And so foolishly, I went forward into this relationship with another person um, without having that fundamental main relationship uh, solid. And um, needless to say... Uh, that relationship didn't go forward. We actually went, we got engaged ultimately and almost uh, went all the way to our wedding day. But God, by his grace, pulled us out of, um, of a situation that would have been a mistake. And uh, I'm very grateful for him for that. But it, it actually taught me um, that I didn't really know what love was. You know, we have these ideas of romantic love and human love, but it's really the love of, of the, the Bible um, talks about. You know, oftentimes, and Jackie mentioned, you know, your sense of affirmation, your sense of worth comes from a human being telling you that they love you or that you're pretty or that you're handsome or whatever. And, you know, oftentimes, love is, love is all tied up in these kind of things. Uh, in the wake of um, a pretty painful experience when God separated this relationship, uh, only one month before our wedding day, uh, I ended up going to a Bible college, Arise, and it was there that I started to actually really deepen and solidify my relationship with God. But most importantly, I started to learn about love from a biblical perspective. And uh, I remember standing on the doorstep doing outreach, standing on at the door of an elderly woman. And... Um, 
and talking to this complete stranger that I'd only just met and having this sense of, of love for this human being that I really didn't know at all um, welling up in my heart. And it was a more powerful um, kind of love than I'd ever experienced before. And it came from the experience of serving God, you know, serving God and getting to that point where uh, he is enough, he's everything. And it's only then that you're actually ready to really embark in a relationship with another human being. And uh, that was my experience. I got to that point during my time at the Bible College and doing outreach. And uh, I literally knew uh, that whether God brought another person into my life um, to be my wife uh, or not, I was satisfied. I was complete. I'd found my sense of fulfillment, my identity, my purpose uh, in serving God and in the love that he had for me and the love that I could give back to him in return. So that's a very important thing. And um, like I said, I think that uh, the relationship with God, you know, oftentimes we're looking for somebody else's hand to hold, uh, for comfort, for reassurance, for um, for purpose and meaning and, and self-worth. But it's really the hand of God that we need to hold first and foremost. Josh went to Arise, and God put me into a Bible college called AFCO. Have you guys heard of AFCO? And uh, so I was there for four months, actually, with my brother BJ. And there, it completely brought everything home for me. You know, I thought I knew the Bible. I thought I knew... You know, I grew up as a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, but I, fig- I, f- I found out at that time that, you know, there's a lot of things I don't know, and I need to be open to what God is trying to teach me. And it wasn't just um, doctrinal stuff, you can say, but although that was very, very important to me to understand and to know. But I feel like God was trying to teach me how to connect what's in here to what's in here. Because that's... Isn't that something like we we can have that totally disconnected? We can know truth, but not practice it in here and to show that love to people. So it was very important for me to learn that. I'm still learning that. I feel like we're all learning that, aren't we? Just God sometimes puts situations in our lives where we have to practice patience. We need to extend mercy. We need to show grace and the forgiveness that he gives to us. So, you know, Josh went to Arise. I went to AFCO. And it's that truly that service and serving God that I finally began to see my identity in him. And for those of you who were at the concert, you heard this scripture song that we did called Wait on the Lord. Um, And another word for wait, what's another word for wait? Do you guys know? Hope, okay. That's a good one, but still looking for one. What's another synonym for to wait? To wait on something or wait, like a waiter. Wait to serve, right? No? <laughs> you know, like how a waiter serves? You're waiting on someone. They get it? Ah, you guys are good. To wait on someone, to serve. To, waiting on the Lord also is not just waiting and be still, but serving the Lord. Amen? Amen? So the scripture goes, wait on the Lord and he shall renew your strength. You shall mount up on wings like eagles. You shall run and not grow weary. You shall walk and not faint. 
So you will not be faint. You will not grow weary. You will have strength in serving the Lord. Amen. Well, what Jackie didn't mention in what she just said is that she had almost a parallel experience to me. She was also uh, engaged to somebody who was not the person that God had in mind for her. And um, yeah, just through this amazing experience of, of serving God, going through the hardship of, of breaking up, because even though you know it's not the right thing, uh, it's it's tough. It's it's hard. So we each went through these these kinds of experiences. God led each of us to a Bible school. We each got involved in serving him. And then uh, we got involved in full-time ministry. I was a, a Bible worker at the church uh, that I was in Sonora, where the, where the Bible college was. Jackie got into full-time music ministry as well. And uh, so we had these kind of parallel experiences and both ended up at this place in life where we figured that, you know, hey, whether there's romance or love or marriage, who cares? God is enough. And uh, it was kind of in that context that God interestingly brought us together when we weren't looking, we weren't interested. Jackie actually uh, refers to herself sometimes as having a desire to be a, a, a nun. An Adventist nun. <laughs> It was great. No, but this is greater. But it was great. <laughs> so uh, we end up at, uh, at a camp meeting at a church event, and, um, and Jackie's playing piano there, and I'm playing guitar, and uh, we didn't know each other. We'd never spoken to each other. And then there was a call for prayer. And I know just in what I shared earlier um, and the other night at the concert, um, you know, prayer, the prayer of my parents was instrumental in me actually coming to the Lord in the first place. But uh, this is another story in, in our collective experience where the prayer of parents was also a very powerful factor in the whole story. So I'm going to let Jackie explain this. Yeah, so there was a call for prayer, and they asked us to pair up in twos. And Josh was about three chairs down, and I thought, man, who's this dashing young man with Elvis sideburns? And this was before, you know, the Doug Dynasty beard. And I was like, wow, okay, seems cool. And um, anyways, we prayed together, and I remember I called him Brother Josh. <laughs> but then he became Husband Josh later on. And no, it was just amazing experience because we both had this sense of, we felt very calm at the same time. Like we knew, even though we didn't know, but we knew. Does that make sense? No? Sorry. <laughs> we had this sense that God was leading somewhere. And it's interesting because I said, I had this list when I was in eighth grade. Oh, it's so, it's dumb. Because I said, I'd never, I'd never marry a white guy. I'll never get married in Fresno. And I'll never live in Visalia. And all three came true. And I thought, man, I should have said, I don't want to be rich. <laughs> but you know, God, we, we can make plans, right? But God knows what's best for our lives. And it's even better than what we expect. And so we prayed together. And we prayed, had to pray for this lady who, unbeknownst to me, had prayed with my mom just two weeks before for me to find a life partner in the ministry quickly. <laughs> 
had really no desire whatsoever. I wasn't even praying about it. That's the honest to goodness truth. I wasn't even praying about anything that had to do with relationships. I just didn't. I wanted none of that. But it was just amazing how how God leads in that way. How even though you're, you may not be praying, you know, who you surround yourself with, those spiritual influences, having, having good godly parents who are praying for you. Amen? Yeah. You know, there's this Bible verse we talk. It's, it says, there's safety in a multitude of counselors. And we're just really grateful for that, for each having spiritual mentors in our life. And I know this probably sounds like a bit of a fairy tale to all you guys, um, but to be honest, as I've been listening to Anil kind of give you guys advice over the last couple of weeks, I've been sitting there at times going, oh, ouch, oh my goodness. <laughs> and one of the things that, that he mentioned was, um, you know, not, not rushing in, not being too quick, you know, taking your time and getting that counsel, being prayerful, you know, standing back and letting, letting it happen at God's pace. And I don't know whether maybe we didn't follow that cancel maybe God's pace was just a little quicker for us but we made haste hastily <laughs> no no we didn't well maybe a little but, but I guess the point I, I wanted to make is um, you know it's a wonderful experience being married and, and having God lead you to the person that he always intended for you to have but it's by no means a fairy tale it's not always a bed of roses you know the blessings and the challenges are are great and um, equally intense for from both sides of the of the equation, but um, you guys have had some some very good counsel, very good advice, and uh, just would urge you to to follow those those things. And you know, one thing about marriage, um, and I was reading a, a quotation uh, in Testimonies, Volume Four, and um, Ellen White was talking uh, not necessarily specifically about marriage, but just certain experiences in life that God will allow you to to go through and uh, and one of the reasons why trials and difficulties and challenges come your way is because God is revealing to you things about yourself that you would never have seen had it, had you not gone through those things and I believe marriage is the same uh, it's not just for the purpose of being united with somebody else to reflect the image of God as a family and it's not just about serving as a as a team in ministry but I believe that there are important lessons individually that we learn from being in that close relationship with somebody else. I know I've certainly um, had to be confronted and to face up to, to certain characteristics and qualities that I have that um, I probably would never have never realized had I not been married to Jackie, and I'm sure she could say the same thing as well. It's true. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, we could go on and on and on, but I know the time is short, and we want to finish up with this one song that we've actually played. And it's not usually our habit to repeat songs, but this has been requested again, and uh, it's a very special song. And for those of you who haven't heard it before, uh, it's based on Ecclesiastes 4, verse 12, and it talks about the, uh, the th a threefold chord not being easily broken. So we apply that imagery to our marriage, and uh, you know, obviously Jackie and myself represent two of those chords, but the most important one is God. And um, you know, this is a principle that really um, 
can apply before marriage and should apply before marriage. You know, as we've said earlier on, you know, you're not really even in the place to to be looking or thinking about marriage unless God is a tightly woven uh, strand in the cord of, of your existence. So. Um, this song is called Three Chords, and uh, I think Anil's going to share a few thoughts after we're done with this song. So thank you so much for being here uh, throughout the last two weeks. I know we've all been greatly blessed as a team to, to uh, share with you all, and um, we hope you've been blessed as well. Something I can't know, deceitful and untrue. I couldn't love you if I tried, I couldn't find a way. Unless my heart is led by God, I only go astray. If we want to be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two, there's got to be three chords woven, God and me and you. Burn within us with a fire that consumes. Only then can we say, I love you. Well, God is love, He gives to us a priceless gift that's free. He gave Himself, He gave His all unconditionally. I want to love you like He does, Lord. Give me eyes to see.
Cause the wellspring of our love is the one who is and was and will be. And if we want to be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two, there's got to be three chords woven. to that. All right. Have you guys enjoyed the last two weeks? Amen. I just want to share a couple thoughts with you and then we'll close. We may have a question and answer session if you'd like to stay behind. Why don't we bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you again for this time. Thank you, Lord, for all that you taught us the last two weeks. God, we are praying that you would continue to instruct us. You said, blessed is the man who you instruct. And so, Lord, we pray we'd always be learners at your feet. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.